When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playoff bound. Thanks to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little help from their friends, as one would say. They travel to Orchard Park, New York this Sunday to take on the Bills and what could be another snow game, another winter storm for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Does that favor them yet again in a very difficult matchup? We'll dive into that. Some injuries. Obviously, the quarterback situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers and why some people want to bring up maybe it's time to sit Mason. No, it's not. We'll talk about that more. And uh, obviously, the Steelers make the playoffs. Successful season? We'll have an answer for you. It is a really beautiful day out here in the park. I don't know if you've been outside yet, but weather's nice. It's a little rainy, but it's it's warm out there, which is crazy because I went for a walk last night. It was about 10 degrees. I'm still making my way back from the snowstorm in good old Hancock, Maryland, but it was a good time. How we uh how we feel, my friend? Feel great. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't on a day like today. I mean, it's all real. Yeah, it's a little gray out. It's a little rainy, but I mean, look, playoff magic is is in the air. And I think uh, there was a point in this season where I think Steelers fans were were even saying like, do we even want to make the playoffs? Like, is this yes. even like worth it? Do we want to make a run at, at this? And uh, once you're finally here, you're you're all in. I feel like, and you're just you know you're caught up in in everything you were doing over the weekend, rooting for the teams that you had to root for. And once you saw everything kind of fall into place, you're, you kind of take, I feel like you should be taking like a, why not us kind of attitude, you know, we'll get into that in a second, but like, you know, you just, you, you, once you make it in, it's like nothing matters besides the fact that you're here, you know, and that you have a chance and you're still breathing for another week. Exactly. All you got to do is make the dance. Mike Tomlin said that a million times this season at, at times, just like you said, it, it was almost like nobody believed. I don't think we believed and they came back and, and proved everybody in, in, including us it, probably towards the middle of the season wrong, which was awesome. I think that is the best roller coaster to ride to be on the hot streak near the end of the season. And we'll dive into that a little bit more, but shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The terrible towel curse lives on that will, uh, that will never die. You weren't you weren't around and you weren't a Steelers fan, so you weren't really paying attention. But I could still look back to plenty of times. I think highlighted by me is the time that the Tennessee Titans, who might have been undefeated at the time, but they were dominating the NFL. That was the uh, Chris Johnson. I want to say Ladarius White days. 
just absolutely smoking teams in the AFC. They go to Pittsburgh. They stomp out a terrible towel. This is when I learned of the terrible towel curse. And next thing you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, they're uh, they're they're in the playoffs. They're a little farther than the playoffs. It might have been the year they won the Super Bowl. If not, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. But the Ravens smoked them in uh, in in the second round, the divisional round of the playoffs, and. That was a shout out to the terrible towel. It's always a shout out to the terrible towel. You learn quickly. Do not mess with that little tiny yellow towel, as people like to say. Shout out them. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Buffalo Bills. It's supposed to be snowy. It's supposed to be wet. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be rainy. We'll dive into uh, into into that in a second. I want to ask you watched football all day yesterday. I watched football all day yesterday. Our producer, Nick, watched football all day yesterday. I mean, the, the script writers, they couldn't have done it any better. Even even with the Steelers claiming a playoff spot earlier in the day, which I kind of I kind of appreciated. I looked at it and just said, all right, I get to enjoy this final game of the regular season. It could not be any more intense right up until the end. And all I kept thinking the whole time was, could you imagine if the Steelers, if the Jaguars won and the Steelers had to watch this all night long? It would have been the most anxiety-ridden, stress-driven game for any Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I gotta say shout out to uh shout out the scriptwriters. Yeah, I mean, look, so there were there were three games that I think had control over the Steelers playoff fate, right? Like it was yeah. Texans, Colts, uh, Jags, Titans, and and Bills, Miami. And I think all three of them at some point looked like they could end in a tie. Like there yes. was there was a there was a certain point in every game where you're like, Oh, something chaotic is about to be unleashed, something we hadn't even considered is gonna happen. Um yep. Yeah, and I think they all had like pretty, pretty epic finishes. I mean, they were they were all exciting games. They were all compelling. Like I was so afraid waking up yesterday morning that like I was like, damn, the Trevor Lawrence is a little hobbled. Like yes. Titans aren't that good. Like we're gonna get some ten seven slug slugfest that we are all forced to keep our eyes glued to for the rest of the afternoon. But no, they delivered like a classic like high scoring game. Like everyone playing like. You know, their season was on the line. Like, even the Titans, like, shout yeah. out to Mike Vrabel, who, man, if you, like, there might not be a better motivator in the NFL. Like, maybe Dan Campbell's up there, but Mike Vrabel to get a 5-11 and 11 team to, like, to, to play with that kind of edge and that kind of energy was was really oh, impressive yeah. and a lot of fun and gave me so much more respect for, for him as a coach. Um, but, yeah, just top to bottom, every game that Steelers fans had to watch over the weekend was really good game. It was a really good game. Like the worst yeah. one was the actual Steelers game. <laughs> it, really, it was. And even then, like people were talking, they were like, oh, well, you know, like this is it. We need a high score and blah, blah, blah. The sacks, whatever. Dude, it was pouring rain. And I think that knowing that, being able to acknowledge that, you're like, this is a dogfight. You know, from top to bottom, this is a dogfight. And the Steelers felt like it felt like the Steelers were in control that entire game, which I think is good. You know, if it came down to the wire, especially after the weekend that they had to go through afterwards, I just don't know. I don't know if anybody would have made it. You know, I think by the end of Sunday night, you would have just been sitting there just going like, oh, my heart's hurting, man. This is tough. This is not this is not fun. I'm sweating. It would have been a, it would have been bad. But he, but you're 100 percent right. Even down to the last second of the Houston Colts game, you were just glued to your television all weekend long. It was as good of a week 18 as you could possibly ask for in the NFL. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers, they travel to Orchard Park. They take on the Bills. They are the seventh seed, which means they will not get a home game no matter what in this environment. But the Steelers have won three away games in a row. And if they finish it out and head to the Super Bowl, it will be six away games in a row that the Pittsburgh Steelers have won 
to find themselves in Vegas in early February. It's supposed to be snowy. I think it's supposed to snow Saturday, get real windy and rainy and gross on Sunday. I mean, the Steelers have been a ground and pound team. You look at this weather, you're thinking, eh, maybe this favors the Steelers a little bit for a team that uh, has found their identity running the football. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think the Bills are any slouch running the football either. But No, no, agreed. But this is a team that really relies on Josh Allen's arm and uh, Stephon Diggs to haul in those passes. So I think it absolutely, I don't know, it neutralizes a big part of the Bills offense, which I think absolutely helps the Steelers to a certain extent. I mean, it kind of limits what Mason Rudolph would be able to do throwing the ball down the field. But yes, I mean, that's a, I think if we're comparing these two passing offenses, I think the Bills are the ones who rely on theirs a lot more often. So it's definitely an advantage for the Steelers, but I mean, I don't know, like theoretically Buffalo's kind of used to this weather a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you kind of, I feel like never know what you're going to get when you put guys in an environment like that, when you make the ball a little bit slippery. I mean, I think about that, that throw Mason had to, to Deontay Johnson yeah. this weekend, like kind of cutting through the rain. I mean, it was one of the few like deep passes, somewhat deep passes that he had to make all game. Um, but he he zipped that one in. Um, so I feel like you never really he zipped that one in when the rest of the game was all about, you know, four yard dump offs and, you know, yes. kind of wobblers just getting to his receivers and letting them get down in space. Um, so, I mean, you never really know what you're going to get from from weather like this in a game like this. But for the Steelers who who are in a rhythm running the football, who I mean, will be facing a, a completely undermanned Bills defense that has played pretty well, but. So you can't ignore all the injuries that they've had. Um, I don't know. You got you got to feel good about that going up to Buffalo with conditions that are favorable to a running football game. A hundred percent. And I was going to bring up that pass to Deontay Johnson for a game that was, I mean, pouring rain. It wasn't like oh, it was rain. Like it was pouring rain. The entire if you were on Twitter at all for ten seconds during that game, you probably saw twenty, thirty tweets about how bad the cameras were and how wet they just because like I didn't think there was anything they could do I think that you wiped right. it off and immediately it was just pouring rain again and he sliced that through the rain for a dot that went 70 yards I, if he could do that I got full faith in Mason Rudolph pretty much anywhere also with the gloves on Mason two gloves as some would say did Kenny Pickett inspire him that's uh, I mean that's possibly possibly you look at this and I think the Buffalo obviously is you know probably more accustomed to how bad the weather gets in Buffalo, but the Steelers are, are no stranger to snow games. They're no stranger to bad weather. This is AFC North football. I think it, it, it almost boosts them a little bit to be able to look at it and say, we just did that. And if it's snowing, I'll take snow over rain any day, like freezing rain, the worst weather condition you could possibly play in snow. I think, uh, I think things will be, uh, I think things will be just fine. You look at this game, you look at the Buffalo Bills, they are, I want to say, the hottest team in football right now. Five-game winning streak. They've beat some big ones. The Steelers might be the second hottest team in football right now. Do you think the Steelers got a shot? Like, you look at this just as a, as a first initial glance. Were you like, oh, okay, you know, anything could happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before. Well, first of all, I think shout out to I think it was Will Graves who I saw tweet this is either last night or this morning. But um, Steelers and Bills, two longest winning streaks in the NFL right now. Active winning wow. streaks. Yeah, two hottest teams in the NFL. Two hottest people, teams. In the, that's look at the scriptwriters. They hit. 
the script writers know. They always know. They always know what's coming, probably because they write it. But shout out them. They never miss. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I think coming into this, and I've I think we've said this before. Like, there's not a team in the AFC playoff picture that I don't think they have a chance of beating. Like, there is no one who I thought completely overmatched them. Like, even from yeah. the Ravens to the Chiefs to the Dolphins, Bills, who I, like. This is a wide open. This has been a wide open AFC ever since the beginning of the season, and to that, I mean, based on that fact alone, I feel like the Steelers had a chance just about yep. based on whoever they drew. But I mean, you look at the Bills, who are so volatile, but also so banged up in a lot of ways, and Josh Allen is kind of always prone to letting a team hang around because he makes some some bad decisions from time to time, even though he's a great player and makes a lot of great plays. Like he he can help keep a lesser team in a game. And the Bills yep. are a little bit a little bit like the Steelers in that they they play down to their competition a little bit. And I think it's entirely possible that you could you could see a Bills team that that overlooks the Steelers a little bit, thinks that, you know, they got Mason Rudolph coming in here. He's a little they might not look at him as as legit. They might not look at that defense as legit because it's so banged up as well. Um, I so I, I thought the Steelers had a chance going into this. I don't know if the matchup is necessarily ideal. I don't think it was the best one that they could have possibly drawn from all the scenarios that that were in play going into Sunday. But um, I feel just as good about their chances of winning this game as you know I, I would have if they were going to Kansas City or if they were going to Miami. I mean, this team. They, this team has just as good a shot, uh, you know, of winning this game. I think as, as as any other matchup. So I I I'm still pretty confident that they like they won't be more than what I'm I thinking think about like seven a, and a half point dogs. That seems like a lot, man. That a seems lot like of a points lot. for a playoff game. A lot of points for a playoff game. I agree. I agree. Best case scenario, they would have went to Miami. I think Miami is a very beatable team right now, especially for a steel like it, it, all the Steelers have. They they had an eight minute drive against Baltimore. You do three of those in a game, you're not you're beating Miami. Like Miami doesn't even have a shot at, at, at all. Uh especially with the, how banged up they are. Buffalo is just like you said, probably the the least ideal team that you could play, but this is the dance and that 7.7 7 and a half point spread so unrealistic. Just so unreal. Like you're not losing by 7 points in a playoff game. It's just not happening, especially when you're as hot as the Pittsburgh Steelers and people could say whatever they want and maybe maybe freezing cold takes could take this in a week and clip it and say no Strackbine's an idiot. But chances are this is this is a good game. And, and I'm not going to say just like you. I, I agree with you. I'm not going to say that this is winnable and this is their their best matchup and this is ideal or whatever. No matter how you want to turn it, I think it's their most challenging matchup, but I think that in the Steelers' eyes, you get through this one, the rest of the road is as easy as it comes. Like, you you got to go to Baltimore, and I get it. Baltimore is a powerhouse right now, and they are terrifying. It's Baltimore. The Steelers The Steelers have something on Baltimore. They continue to have something on Baltimore. They've won, well, it was like 12 of the last 15 games against Baltimore, something like that. Like, that's the team I want to play in the second round, 100%. And then, I mean, from there... You end up in Kansas City, you end up in Cleveland, you end up in Miami, all winnable games, all teams that you're familiar with. It's just about beating Buffalo. And 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 I'm not going to say they go to the playoffs if they are they go to the Super Bowl if they beat Buffalo. But this is, you know, you want to start out beating the beating the best. I think this is this is the best case scenario. Are are the hardest team, the best team the Steelers can play 
And, and I, I think they got a shot. Like, I, I just had a small glance. The Steelers are just as hot as Buffalo right now. Every piece of this team looks good. You're dealing with some injuries that we'll get into in a minute here. But I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm going to say I'm optimistic about where the Pittsburgh Steelers are and this matchup against Baltimore, or Buffalo, even if some people are a little nerve-wracking about it or nerve-wracked about it. Let's talk about the quarterback. Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. People, I think by halftime, were tweeting, oh, it's time to put Kenny Pickett back in. Mason isn't throwing for 300 yards. He's getting sacked twice. What are you doing here? Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are fumbling the football. That's Mason's fault. Get Kenny back in the game. I mean, we both know that Tomlin's going to go to the podium tomorrow. There's going to be a question about a quarterback because journalists have to do their job, and they're going to ask about the quarterback, and Ken, Tomlin's going to say it's it's Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph's going to be the quarterback. And there's no questions, right? Like, there's it, No matter what the situation is, we are in the postseason. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made the playoffs. It, it is it. This is it. This is your team. This is your starting quarterback. Doesn't matter how he looks against Buffalo. Doesn't matter. How, this is your team, right? This is Mason Rudolph's team. At least until 2024. Yeah, I mean, we we said this, I want to say a couple weeks ago, but like, yeah. uh, Mason Rudolph gets the job until like he loses. I mean, yes. until this team loses. Like, I don't know. I don't think that changes at all after a completely soaking wet game in which he still won. Like, and had a hundred and ten passer rating, which is still better than. I mean, look at. I'm not trying to bag on Kenny Pickett, but it's still better than than anything Kenny Pickett's right. put on the field. And he, had, he completed yeah. 90% of his passes. 90% right. of his passes in the freezing cold rain. Unreal. Yeah. yeah, 110 passer rating, man. That's, that is literally higher than any passer rating Kenny Pickett has ever posted in his career. I, like, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't get over that stat. Like, the highest he's ever posted is 108 and a half. And Mason Rudolph has smoked that in all three of his, his starts this year. Yep. I, I don't know. I know that's an imperfect stat, but, like, come on. Like, we, there is, it, it is... I don't know. I think it would be not just unwise, but a little ridiculous and a little, I don't know. It would just, it would be confirmation of everything that we've talked about, about Mason Rudolph for the past two years. Like, I, I don't know how you could look Mason Rudolph in the eye and say, no, you have not done enough to earn, yeah. <laughs> earn the ball in, in a playoff game after you've won three in a row to get us to this point. Like, yep. that's, that's the thing. Like he, he is, if, I mean, he is one of, if not the biggest reasons why they are able to, like, they are in this position in the first place. Like, he yep. is the, he is the, one of the few variables that have changed uh, throughout the season that has actually worked, you know, like, through a banged up defense, you know, the running game, I get, I get it, that's improved, but it's all the same personnel, and he's added, like, a, a new dimension to the offense with his ability to throw deep and his, his aggressiveness going deep, like, I, I just... I get. I I think people are just kind of a little entrenched in. Well, I just kind of believe that this quarterback is is better than the other, and yeah, it's going to be hard to change people's minds. But I feel like that's an off season problem. Like you got to hang up that conversation until we hit the off season because it would be completely unfair. I think in my mind to to switch quarterbacks at this point when Mason has done quite literally everything that you have asked him to do. Yeah. Do you want to talk about an imperfect stat? You want to talk about a perfect stat? The Steelers are 3-0 with Mason Rudolph, and they look right. good, and the offense looks good. George Pickens is smiling, man. George Pickens caught zero passes for zero yards against the Baltimore Ravens. The first time in his entire career that he was not targeted. I'm talking NFL, college, and high school. The man has never 
ever had a game where he was not targeted until week 18 against the Baltimore Ravens. That guy was smiling ear to ear on the sideline all game long. It doesn't. You could talk about stats. You could talk about wins. You could talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing fun football right now. And when you play fun football, the energy in the entire room is better. The vibes are better. Everything about this team is just smiles and good vibes. And that's what you want right now. Like, that's what Mason Rudolph has changed. I've heard from people within the building that have spent a lot of time on the planes and in the locker room and in the meetings and so on and so forth who have said that, you know, it's nothing against Kenny. It's not that Kenny was doing anything wrong. It was just since Mason has taken over, since the offense has started to click, you could just tell that like guys are joking around and and things aren't as serious. And it's just, it's just a fun, we're just playing football environment. That's what you need right now. Like that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers have been missing for two years is just go out there and have fun and play some football and stop stressing about the little things and stop worrying about how disastrous everything could be. That's what you need right now. You know, if you're going to win, if you're going to win in Buffalo, if you're going to go on a run in the playoffs, it's about how good your energy can be, how high you could stay on yourself, how confident you could be, how little noise you could take in. You know, if you could remove all the noise and you could go into a playoff push and just say, let's just play some football, your chances increase significantly. And that's what Mason Rudolph has brought to this team. There's like there's a zero chance. And if we ever like, you know, if you ever went to Mike Tomlin and said, hey, I think Kenny Pickett should probably start. He'd laugh at you and be like, look, are you stupid? Like, have you watched football the last three weeks? Do you know what position we're in right now? We're in the playoffs. Mason Rudolph has got us to the playoffs. We'll talk about Kenny Pickett in the offseason. But for right now, it's Mason Rudolph's job. I don't think there's any questions. Right. And the idea that this would be the moment where you would where yeah, you right, would bring Kenny Pickett playoffs. back. Right, like he was healthy last week. I don't know if like if it didn't happen last week, if it didn't happen in that game over the weekend, why would it happen now? I I don't I don't get that at all. I don't know, but the conversation has been out there. It's been out there. I think the second that Mason Rudolph got sacked the first time, I saw a couple of people, including some people on the radio, and I, you know I'm not into calling anybody out, so I'm not gonna. But there are some people out there that immediately were just like, ah, oh, maybe it's time to put Kenny Pickett back in. And I'm like, you are just the most dramatic human being. Ever. And no, I'm dramatic. Right. But no object permanence, you know, like no, like nothing. Like nothing. It's it's only what's right in front of your face right now. And I don't know. Yep. But, yep. Yeah. And that's not how the Steelers or the NFL think. And it is Mason Rudolph's job. And again, no conversation. All right. Let's talk about the other uh, pieces to the puzzle here. TJ Watt dealing with a grade two MCL sprain. Minka Fitzpatrick vows to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. I mean, that's two sides of a coin here. I'm going to be honest. J.J. Watt tweets it out, which, look, at J.J.'s got to get a little bit better at at declaring what is news and not just saying best case scenario for T.J. Watt. I was like, is that, does that mean, are you hypothetically speaking? Do you have, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I got roasted on Twitter. That's on me. J.J. tweets that out. He says a couple weeks rest and recovery. Just knowing T.J. Watt. And, and, you know, there's probably more than a likely chance he does not play against the bills. I would say it's definitely closer to he sits than he plays significantly closer to he sits than he plays just knowing TJ Watt watching TJ Watt monitoring and listening and interviewing and watching practice and so on and so forth. I'm not ruling TJ Watt out until TJ Watt says he's not playing until that, until that happens. I'm not saying TJ Watt's not going to be on the field. He's never won a playoff game. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. He is, the driving force for this defense. And I get it. 
I get it. It's like as bad of an injury as it could possibly be before worst case scenario. I'm just saying I'm not ruling TJ out until he says he's not going to play. On the other side of that, Minka Fitzpatrick returns, vows to return. That's ginormous for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll let you uh, weigh in on both of those. Yeah, I don't really know if I share that same kind of optimism about <laughs> TJ. I love it. I, I agree with all your points. Like they yeah. that all makes sense. Um a grade two MCL sprain is a grade two MCL sprain. It's like not I, easy. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. So I mean I I will keep an open mind for <laughs> you know, I will I will I will leave the light on for TJ Watt, but uh yeah. I I am not expecting him to play in this game. Uh hot take, but um <laughs> I mean I think it's possible he comes back earlier than than to like if they if they win this week i i would not oh, yeah. be shocked at all to see him back on the field for round two whoever they would play in that in that situation um but yeah. yeah minka i take at his word quite honestly the guy played through a freaking broken hand so i mean i think anything is truly possible with that guy and he is he has proven that so um like minka i i fully expect mike tomlin to not even have to mention minka in his kind of injury report that he does uh at his usual like weekly press conference. Um, and that's a huge lift as good as Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson has been, um, you know, make a Fitzpatrick is make a Fitzpatrick and yes, uh, you'll take him on the field every time. I just wonder. So like, do you think Eric Rowe like holds that spot? Do you think Patrick Peterson kind of becomes that second safety? Like, how do you think they, they sort that out? I don't know. I think that's a good question to ask because Patrick Peterson has looked good. Obviously at safety outside of tackling. It's got to learn how to tackle, which Maybe you can't do it 32 years old. Who knows? Eric Rowe is dead. I mean, there's no way you're taking Eric Rowe off the field. That dude is, he's so good. And it's just like, he's fun to watch. Like he, he's not coming up with interceptions, even though sometimes he is, but his like key instinct to go locate the football whenever it's in the air and make the tackle is, is just fun to see. Like, it's really, it's really fun to watch. I, I mean, I don't think you take Eric Rowe off the field. I think ideally you move Patrick Peterson back to corner. Right. And say and maybe like rotate them, maybe play a little bit of both. I have no idea because because let's be honest, even if Minka plays, chances are he's not playing 100 percent of the snaps. You know, so you're not at that point, you're going to, you know, guess what's going on here. But at the same time, Demonte KZ comes back as well. So now you got KZ and Minka. Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. That's yep. Yep. You have you, you have Eric Rowe coming off the bench and po- possibly Patrick Peterson. I think that with the crowded safety room. You move Pat back to corner to kind of, you know, just sure up your cornerback room and let Minka, Rowe, and KZ work at safety. And then you, you just it, make sure that Pat's ready. Make sure that Pat's ready to drop back to safety if need be. But I would say, like, Eric Rowe has played himself into a role. And and honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if Eric Rowe has played himself into a starting role over DeMonte KZ. You know, not to, they, they go three rotation, but... That's how good this guy's been, and and for just to just to kind of clarify how that works, because I, I had a lot of people asking me, the Steelers will have to sign him, Eric Rowe, and Miles Jack back to the fifty-three man roster or to the fifty-three man roster in order to play this week and moving forward. Um, they've already been called up three games. I'm not totally sure how the practice squad call ups go during the postseason, but I don't think they change. Either way, they've already been called up for three games. They're out of call ups, so they have to be signed to the fifty-three man roster. If I had to guess, Blake Martinez is the guy that gets cut for Miles Jack and probably signed to the practice squad. Either I, it kind of depends on how they view Elijah Riley or Trenton Thompson, special teams wise, for who's going to get cut there. Maybe Darius Rush 
is the name that gets cut there and, and signed to the practice squad. I couldn't tell you, but it'd be one of those guys, but they'd have to sign both of them. And I expect both of them to get signed and, and probably start. But I would say Patrick Peterson moves to corner, right? Like that's your, yeah. that's probably your safest bet. Your most, it, it, like that makes the most sense, I would say. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I feel like um, just because I feel like your your corner room is so depleted without him, like yeah. moving him to safety was a move made out of necessity, not necessarily because, I mean, he's played really well there and maybe it's, uh, I know we we're all talking about, you know, maybe that's a long-term future thing for him. Um, yeah. I mean, long-term as long as the rest of Patrick Peterson's career lasts. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I feel like it's it's got to be putting him back at corner. That, that room just like, quite frankly, needs bodies, like, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you put that many bodies, when you get bodies back at safety and you get starting caliber bodies back at safety, you 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 got to allocate resources where they're needed. And, and I think Pat Pete is needed most at corner right now. Yeah, I agree, especially, you know, with, with so many guys coming back, so many guys emerging and you want Levi Wallace out there. But if Gabe, which Gabe Davis left with, I want to say a knee injury during the Miami game, don't know what's going to go on there. If he plays, you you want your corners out there. Like you want as good of your of a cornerback set as you could get. And, and Pat's a big safety, big athletic safety that matches up well with a guy like like Gabe Davis. And and they'll they'll look to utilize that. The last uh, piece of this, last thing I I want to talk about before we head out of here. Every Monday we have finished this podcast with the question: Where do we stand with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in this in the playoffs. They're in the dance. There's no matter where do you stand. They're a playoff team. This is as far as you could go without just saying everything's up for grabs and, you know, you just kind of take it day by day from where they are right now. So the big question is this. The Steelers have been, I want to say it's six years, seven years. I never remember the number without a playoff win. They face the Buffalo Bills, which we have said is the hottest team in the NFL right now. And I think you have to take that into account when considering this question. But they've made it. They climbed through all their adversity. They've made quarterback changes. They fired offensive coordinators. They've lost their two biggest stars multiple times. They've dealt with injury after injury after injury after injury. Instagram post after tweet after nonsense after nonsense. But they're here. If the Pittsburgh Steelers do not win against the Buffalo Bills, do you still consider this a successful season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And if they beat the Buffalo Bills, I would imagine you do consider this as a successful season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I do consider it a successful season, even if they lose. Um, Look, I think I've come to peace with the fact that my preseason predictions were very, very, very wrong. Um, I was just, I was just off base. I thought this would be, I mean, I don't want to count them out just yet, but I thought this would be a real legitimate Super Bowl contender. I don't know if they're, I don't think they're that right now. And that's, that's like fine though. I mean, yeah, Look, this is a roster with a ton of holes in it, a roster that went through 8 million injuries throughout the season, especially on defense, and still still found a way to make it happen. Um, and I think we all buried them like really early and not just buried them in like a, they don't have a chance to make the playoffs, um, but in a, in a way of like the vibes are so down. They are so dejected. Like this team just didn't feel like it had direction in any sense. It didn't feel like it had the kind of fight that it needed to to make the playoffs, and they proved me wrong. Like I, I they moved, they proved me very wrong, um, especially in the middle of the season and down this three game stretch. So I don't know. I call it, I call it a successful season. I mean, I, I think I could see the other side of the argument where you talk about, you know, is there a future? Is this something that they can build off of? You don't really know that. Um, but 
I think for right now, I call it a successful season just because I don't know. I, I think this last, this last three game stretch has been really fun to watch. And I think, yeah. I don't know if nothing else, it, it pulled, it pulled like a fan base and a franchise that was just at such a low point, like kind of out of that and gave it some hope, gave it some, gave you a reason to watch, gave you a reason to believe and, and just, I don't know, kept you entertained for another week, just kept doing that over and over again. And I think that's, that was, that was fun. And so I, I call that success. I call that, I call that successful, quite honestly. I, uh, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I'll say this. I think it's a successful season with an asterisk right now with a, they did it. They pulled off what seemingly was the impossible. I mean, you could go back. There was a time when we were talking about maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to win five games this year and maybe it was that bad. And you have to move on from Kenny Pickett. Uh, we went through the you fire Mike Tomlin phase. They actually did fire Matt Canada. We went through the you trade everybody phase. I still, to a degree, am still taking some heat from that one. They went through it all. The injuries, the, the big injuries. Cam Hayward misses half the season. Minka Fitzpatrick misses half the season. Deontay Johnson misses a good chunk of games. Pat Fryermuth misses a good chunk of games. They switched quarterbacks three times. Three times and won 10 games. To me, that's a successful season. That being said, you got into the dance. To say that that's enough, I don't think is enough. I think that you have to keep it close. It can't be a blowout. You get smoked because they've done this before. They've been here before. The last time they were in the playoffs, they got beat so bad by the Kansas City Chiefs that you, you don't even remember they played the Kansas City Chiefs because they didn't even feel like a game. That's how bad it was. If that happens again, you're looking at this and you're going, man, maybe they got lucky. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to be the case. I want it to be a fun and energizing game. And I want the script writers to just get them again. Get us all again. Draw us to the edge of our seats. If that's the case, if they keep this game close, if it is a competitive game, if they prove that they deserve to be in the playoffs, that's all they got to do. Prove that you deserve to be here. That's a successful season in my book. Doesn't have to come down to a win. You win. It's it's. It is beyond a successful season. Like what you have pulled off, what Mike Tomlin has pulled off, unreal, unimaginable. Nobody thought it was going to happen. And even like there's so many people out there. And I and I would say that there's probably a lot of them that are that are right here that kept faith that whatever. There's a ton of Steelers fans that stayed the course. But there are a lot of people, especially our people that do our job that are like, yeah, you know, I will be the first one to admit I had no faith in this football team for a long, long time. And even these last couple of weeks, I don't think I had as much faith as, as I do right now. To me, that's a successful season and they, they did enough, but now it's about, you know, get rid of the asterisks and just put a stomp on, put a stamp on successful season. Yeah. And I mean, like in fairness to people who didn't really believe in this team yeah. before this three game winning streak or even during it, I mean, they didn't give you much reason to believe in them like nope. for a good chunk of the season. So I don't think those people were necessarily off base, but uh I don't know. Different things happen. You know, they surprised you and it's easy to say like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty and everything, but I I I think the the material circumstances changed so dramatically and so quickly that I, I don't really blame anyone who thought they were done or that they didn't have a chance because no. it didn't seem like they did at all. And so credit to them for proving people wrong and uh you just gotta enjoy the ride now. Yep, hundred percent. And we'll see what happens. Buffalo comes Sunday. Well, plenty of updates on Wednesday, plenty of updates on Friday. By then, we'll talk to Mike Tomlin and probably TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, and we'll have all the answers when it comes to injury news and practice squad moves and what's going on and what's going on here and what's going on there. 
So plenty to keep up with. It is a, it is an exciting week. It is as exciting of a week as it gets for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The dance is here. The postseason is here. The playoffs are here. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in with that. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk and find us anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure to check out all of our work at all Steelers.com. And as always our pit coverage at inside the Panthers.com, we will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.